Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the book the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord God, cry out full-throated and unsparingly, lift up your voice like a trumpet blast. Tell my people their wickedness and the house of Jacob their sins. They seek me day after day and desire to know my ways, like a nation that has done what is just and not abandoned the law of their God. They ask me to declare what is due them, pleased to gain access to God. Why do we fast and you do not see it, afflict ourselves and you take no note of it? Lo, on your fast day you carry out your own pursuits and drive all your laborers. Yes, your fast ends in quarreling and fighting striking with wicked claw. Would that today you might fast so as to make your voice heard on high. Is this the manner of fasting I wish, of keeping a day of penance, that a man bow his head like a reed and lie in sackcloth and ashes? Do you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? This rather is the fasting that I wish, releasing those bound unjustly, untying the thongs of the yoke, setting free the oppressed, breaking every yoke, sharing your bread with the hungry, sheltering the oppressed and the homeless, clothing the naked when you see them, and not turning your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wounds shall quickly be healed. Your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. The word of the Lord. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness and the greatness of your compassion. Wipe out my offense, thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. For you are not pleased with sacrifices. Should I offer a burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit, a heart contrite and humbled, O God. You will not spurn. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The disciples of John approached Jesus and said, Why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. The Gospel of the Lord. Fasting, vigils, scriptural meditation, nakedness, and total deprivation do not constitute perfection, but are the means to perfection. They are not themselves the end point of a discipline, but an end is attained through them. To practice them is useless if one is satisfied to regard them as the highest good. They are merely the instruments used for a final end. So wrote St. John Cashin in the fifth century. The psalm today at Mass is attributed to King David. He wrote it after he slept with Uriah's wife. Bathsheba, then impregnated her, and then made sure Uriah got killed in battle. No blood of bulls or goats would atone for David's grievous sin. Rather, it would be a humble, contrite heart that would catch the merciful gaze of God. A humiliated, broken heart would be David's sacrifice, his holocaust, his burnt offering to the Lord. However, let us be aware of something very important, something that seems to be all but lost on our modern world. It is this. 
David fasted as Bathsheba's baby was dying. David laid low on the cold stone floor and ate nothing. The fasting he did in tandem with his sorrow and contrition was an instrument used for his end, reconciliation with God. Christ had no problem with the Pharisees because they upheld the ancient doctrines and disciplines. No, those were good things. All faithful Jews were to keep the Jewish law, which included fasting and mortifications of the flesh. Christ chided the Pharisees for faking it, for looking gloomy in order to impress men instead of God. That made them hypocrites. And to this day, the word Pharisee has been associated with hypocrisy. Now, our modern world has lost its mind. It is no longer rational. Therefore, it has no arguments. All it can do is yell at people and call them names. Today, Christians who keep the law and uphold the ancient doctrines on marriage and sexuality are are being labeled as rigid and Pharisees. That's happening from people outside the church and now regrettably from people inside the church, even from people in the highest places in the church. To call a person a Pharisee because he holds to the things that Christ taught is irrational at best, nefarious at worst. Christ did not challenge the Pharisees for their fasts. He rebuked them for fasting for the wrong reasons. And their reasons were, of course, not rational. So let us be rational and consider Christ fasted. And he was God. And now the bridegroom is gone. So we fast. The fasting leads to humility, the humility to wisdom and the wisdom to acts of charity and mercy. What could be more rational than that? Christ fasted on Good Friday before the greatest act of charity ever when he lugged a heavy and rigid cross, an instrument used for our final end up Calvary to offer the one and only sacrifice that atones for our sins. Christ did not fake it. And neither then shall we. Fasting is a means to perfection, an instrument to be used for our final end.